It's me, David Webb, and here's a highlight from today's show on Sirius XM Patriot. You know, I, I don't usually start candidate introductions with their bios. You know, we get that into the conversation, talk about who they are, our goal here to uh, uh, bring you into the candidate carousel as both candidate and uh, listener, potential voter, and talk about the policies and the person to understand who seeks office. But uh, in the case of Amal Torres, she was born in Mogadishu, Somalia, came to the United States in the late 90s uh, during that horrible civil war that was playing out in her nation, grew up poor, but raised, uh, as she says in her biography, by an unrelenting single mother. The hard work values integrity from a young age. She enlisted in the U.S. Air Force in the middle of her undergraduate studies due to the 2008 financial crash, she made a decision. Studied Arabic at Defense Language Institute, worked as an intelligence analyst in San Antonio, uh, went, went on to do a number of other things, but significant accomplishments for someone who came here from such a difficult service and or different uh, environment, a difficult environment. She continued to deploy to combat zones, Middle East, East Africa, uh, West Africa, has served honorably in uh, U.S.-led operations against insurgents and known terrorist organizations and more. And that helps advise me, and we'll talk with Amal now, and her, and you rather, about her, uh, because she's seeking office to represent her constituents or potential constituents in Maryland's third district. And what a stark contrast, Amal, between you and an Ilan Omar. Just, it struck me as, as such a stark contrast. I wanted to start there. Yeah, yeah. Thank you so much for having me. And uh, yeah, I mean... When I, when I tell people I came to America in the difficult circumstances in the 90s, and unlike Ilhan Omar, um, she can speak for herself. I decided to serve this country that's done nothing but provide me opportunities and the ability to achieve the American dream and ask for nothing in return. The, the least I could do is at least serve and put my life on the line. Your, your service record is significant. I, I did go beyond your, your bio. You know, I'm a, I'm a guy who vets and checks. Uh, and, and I just, you know, did some digging about you. It's impressive. So with all that, and literally you can go in so many directions with your life, in business, in further service or otherwise, why run for Congress? Um, because this country has asked for nothing in return and right now our nation is at a cross point and it was actually the fall of afghanistan our botched withdrawal we saw what the biden and harris administration did and was so apathetic towards a country that we've been present in for multiple generations and i actually lost a friend that there in that operation and it caused me to reflect and ask myself, one, can I serve, can I continue to serve the DOD apolitically? I mean, at this point, I was a government civilian at Fort Meade. And two, if not, then what do I do next? So I prayed about it. I do believe in God. 
And I asked God, what, what should I do next? And it only made sense to take a look around and serve in elected office and hold this administration accountable that one doesn't seem to view the U.S. people as, <clears throat> you know, it's not a government of the people anymore, for the people, by the people. They're definitely self-serving. And they, do, they didn't consider the lives that were lost in Afghanistan, and they, are not, they need to be held accountable for the decisions they're making that impact my district, my state, and the, the people of this amazing country. You know, I, again, just to zero in on this, and I want to get into other policies, you have significant experience uh, in the areas of policy, of national security, of military operations, I suspect way beyond that, uh, because of what you've done, not what you've said you're going to, but what you've done. And taking that experience into Congress potentially uh, seems valuable, because we need so much input in order to come out with better policy as a nation. When you look at the Congress and the state of affairs now, uh, and you look at what you would do if elected to Congress, of course, you've got to get through the primary. That's July 19th in Maryland, uh, and then on from there. But if you do, where would you start? I would legislate. Um, Very simply, I would legislate. I mean, Congress has continuously ceded its authority to make decisions and legislate to the executive branch and has continued to allow the executive branch to grow through regulatory bodies and regulatory bodies that have just turned around and ruled our nation as opposed to really making the hard decisions. And we're seeing that where the Supreme Court is overturning Roe v. Wade and gun control laws coming up for conversation again. And so in the military, in the DOD, I learned how to make decisions, how to plan and how to execute. And therefore, I, that's what I would bring to Congress as an elected official is make decisions, make plans, make decisions and execute, not asking the executive branch. I mean, of course, we have the other branches, but that's that's what I would bring. Tell us about your district, Maryland's third district. Describe it for Absolutely. us. Absolutely. I have an amazing district. Uh, we just redistricted. We ha- we went from being the number one most gerrymandered district in the entire country to one that's actually very competitive. Um, it has you know a lot more opportunity for Republicans to really have a say at, on the Capitol Hill. On the Hill, um, we have an exciting opportunity to really bring John Sarbanes, the incumbent, who's been in office since 2007. Um, who's done very little for this country since I was, you know, in high school and hold him accountable and really give the people of Maryland of Maryland's district an opportunity to have a say. We have Anne Arundel County. We have Howard County. We have a lot of veterans. We have people that are in the medical industry. We have people that are just trying to live their day-to-day lives and are impacted by inflation. They're impacted by lack of quality education, access to quality education, and they're impacted by crime. You know, it's next door, but I wonder how much, because there is a relationship uh, in the, call it the circle of influence between your district, which is in Maryland, the district, which is Washington, D.C., and Virginia. And of course, you know, when you look at the geography, not just the district uh, map, uh, there is a communal relationship, a business relationship 
And there's a change in Virginia that may not be as prevalent in northern Virginia, but we saw that play out in the last election cycle uh, with the election of uh, Glenn Youngkin, Winsome Sears, Jason Meares, and others as, as Virginia begins to change. In your district and in Maryland, which again, a complex state like others, but you being in that area of Maryland, do you see that whether it's a demand or certainly a need, uh, but a demand that you can uh, use to your advantage in the primary. Yes, absolutely. We saw what happened in Virginia. People turned against, I mean, people wanted to have a say, and they voted for uh, Lieutenant Governor Winston Sears and an immigrant just like myself, and they voted in for Glenn Youngkin with in waves that we didn't expect, honestly. But we're seeing the tide and that's encouraging in Maryland. People want to see uh, a difference. They want to vote. I mean, now you have a district that can potentially effectively elect a Republican congressman in addition to uh, Congressman Andy Harris. So, yes, the tides are changing. It is traveling throughout the state of Maryland. We are seeing a lot more excitement in our constituents, uh, they're 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 excited. You know, you mentioned uh, the Supreme Court cases. Uh, certainly, the big uh, public uh, battle, attention to the leak and Roe v. Wade, but to constitutionality and something you said earlier about how you would go to Congress. Uh, regular order is absent in D.C. Matter of fact, it is not absent. It has been crushed. And to be fair, by both parties when they've had the opportunity. Uh, But constitutional adherence, constitutional behavior, and the responsibility of the legislative uh, has been ceded and also perverted. So let's go a little bit further with that. Uh, To our party, I'm a Republican, I vote Republican. To our party, what do you say we need to do next? if not first, if we're lucky enough to get the majority in November? I do believe we will get the majority. The red wave is coming, and we should definitely be excited about that. I would say we need to band together and make decisions and think of the people that we serve. I think we need to shift away from rhetoric and destroying one another and really lead the way for this country to make sound decisions and become a go back to being a governing body we have we are constitutionalists we are the party of the constitution that sacred document that has united this country since 1776 and it's a sacred document because it was created by men i mean it wasn't by divine right nothing and we are a republic we are a representative democracy and we need to govern accordingly and the republicans have definitely gotten an opportunity to do just that this year and we can do it i believe we can we can win the house back and make good decisions for our economy for our people and bring life liberty and the pursuit of happiness back to people again on the issue of national security there's a recent report uh by the way my guest amal torres who is running for Congress in Maryland's 3rd District, her website, amal, A-M-A-L, for congress.com. Uh, but now reports, and this kind of hits home in a sense for you, uh, that uh, President Biden would redeploy troops to Somalia to counter al-Shabaab, uh, an al-Qaeda affiliate, 
uh, on that issue and looking at, you know, what you know, the history, what you lived, and of course your your professional expertise, uh, among other areas in East and West Africa, uh, how would you assess what's going on there? We see so many nations in Africa, Amal, fall to Islamism and or tribalism, 30-something nations in sub-Saharan Africa, actually across the continent, that are just either destroyed or in turmoil. So to, to this report, and we don't know the final outcome of redeploying troops to Somalia to counter al-Shabaab, what do you say? I say we need to consider American priorities first and really have a clear plan for American people to know why we are sending our troops, our service members overseas. While I understand I I am from Somalia, my ethnicity is is Somali, but I'm an American and I'm running for Congress in America and I value American interests first. And those 700 troops that we're deploying are 700 individuals, American service members that we are deploying. And the Biden and Harris administration have shown a clear inability to make an effective decision in overseas troop deployment. So they need to they need to tell us why they're deploying them, what's their desired end state, and what does success look like in that region before just randomly placing troops over there. Um, the American people must remember that this is Memorial Day weekend. We have lost two service members in that region. We lost Navy SEAL Kyle Milliken. We lost Specialist Kyle um, at sorry, Specialist Conrad in that region as well, Alex Conrad, and Army Special Forces Group. So we need to be considerate that these lives are real people with real families and real impact. And they served, we served, to support and defend the Constitution. So we owe it to our people to show what our American interests are in that region. My guest, Amal Torres, running in Maryland's 3rd District, her website, amalforcongress.com. Uh, Look, there are a lot of issues on the table, but our elections are clearly a part of the discussion, the security of our elections, uh, of voter ID. And, you know, in Maryland, it's a mixed bag, to be fair. You know, Governor Hogan and uh, the battle in Maryland is not often an easy one. Uh, But do you have a, I don't want to just use the word faith, but are you assured that the election structure in Maryland will function and and where, if not, are its issues? That's, that's a valid question, and I understand why it's on everybody's minds. Um, we are a democracy. We do have the civic right to vote. I do believe that it is our responsibility, every single person in America's responsibility, to go out and vote. I know what happened in the past makes some people uncomfortable, and I respect that. It's awful. And in in order to bring vitality and faith into the system, you have to be a part of the system. We have to keep the system alive. That means everybody needs to do their due diligence to go out and vote, vote in person, bring somebody else to vote. And we need to vote en masse because those numbers, those numbers will always tell the truth. And we need to do our best. I um, urge everybody to come out and volunteer as an election judge, Uh, be a part of the system, be a part and make sure that you have a say that everybody's vote is being counted, counted fairly and matters. Again, my guest, Amal Torres, uh, running for Congress in Maryland 3, 
uh, her website, Amal, A-M-A-L, for congress.com. That's all spelled out. Uh, good luck to you. July 19th is the day uh, in which hopefully it will be decided on that day with the, with the recounts just beginning in Pennsylvania. You never know. But uh, good luck to you on the campaign trail, Amal. Thank and you thank so you. you. You've contributed significantly to this country uh, in your service. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. It's great talking to you, and I'm really excited about this year and looking forward. All right. Appreciate that. And you can also find her on Twitter at Amal, A-M-A-L, the number four Congress. So Amal for Congress, like the website, but with the number four. You can join me live on The David Webb Show, Monday to Friday, 9 to noon east, on Sirius XM Patriot 125.